Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another installment of Defense Wins Championships. Here with my boys from the Fantasy Philosophers, and we're going to be talking some top 10 defensive line dynasty rankings. Yeah, man, ready to get it up. Let's go. Yep, ready. DL was a little difficult to rank, for me at least, I'll admit it, but I got it set in stone, so let's go ahead and dive in. Hell yeah, let's kick that intro. Defense! On me. I don't want them to gain another yard. You blitz all night. If they cross the line of scrimmage, I'm going to take every last one of you out. You make sure they remember forever the night they played the Titans. So, why don't we start from the bottom? Started from the bottom, now we're here. I'll kick it off first. So, um, I got DeForest Buckner at number 10. I'd probably have him a little higher if he didn't switch to the Colts, but I think he's Probably going to be a little bit more of a big play guy this year, racking up a little bit more sacks than he did in the past. Yeah, I mean, uh, I uh, DeForest Buckner definitely on my list too. Um, I I have him actually uh, closer to like uh, seven, but uh, I like him too. Definitely interested to see how how you know he adjusts switching to the Colts. Uh, they definitely. Have some talent on defense, uh, just like he he had in San Francisco. So, I'm expecting roughly the same kind of production fantasy wise, but uh, I can definitely see him, you know, making a few more big plays rather than, you know, uh, kind of being that run stopper, uh, kind of that that San Francisco relied on him to be. Well said. Um, he certainly belongs on the list, you know, to say the least. It sounds like I'm the highest on him but we'll get to that later um but yeah I agree you know it'll be interesting to see if much of anything changes from a production standpoint you know considering he will be playing in that new defense with the Colts um I'm still pretty high on him I don't think it'll impact him much if at all but time always tells but yeah well-deserved to be on the top 10 list. Just sounds like, uh, you know, amongst the three of us, we have a, a little bit difference in, in value as far as dynasty is concerned, but good points made by each of y'all. 26 years old, and like you said, he's on all three of our lists, so maybe I'm the lowest on him out of everybody. I mean, still top 10. I think he's still going to ball this year, and um, anybody should be happy if they have him as a number one or a number two D-line squad for sure agreed agreed who you got at number 10 dustin uh i've actually got uh cam jordan and you know to be clear i love cam jordan if this were redraft he would definitely be within my top five but just because of his age and we're talking dynasty and me personally, my dynasty strategy for IDP is always just get these young studs who 
have shown that they can uh, be within the top 15 at their position and they're also really young. So for me, you know, that just, that alone just pushes him down my list. But uh, I mean, even though he's 31, he just had a birthday man still produces and am more than happy to get him on, on my fantasy team. So just because he's at number 10 doesn't mean, you know, I, I necessarily don't like him or anything like that. I want to be clear there. Yeah. Well said. Uh, well said. I have Cam Jordan in my top 10 as well, not at number 10. So you'll find out shortly where I have him. Um, but you made some great points, um, you know, as far as, you know, breaking down redraft versus dynasty. Obviously, you have to consider how old he is. But with that being said, I mean, my goodness, the man is just producing year after year. So certainly belongs on the list. Absolutely. What are your thoughts, Alex? I guess I'm the lowest on him out of everybody. He was number 11. And, uh, my, and, okay. and really just because of the 31 age, I mean, that, that's it. I mean, redraft, I think I have him as number four ranked for this year. So I'm, he's going to ball that that's for sure. I mean, he's super consistent with the work that he puts in just being 31 years old. That's the only reason he didn't crack top 10 for me. Yeah. That's understandable. You know, I, I went back and forth on it, but to, to the point that you just made extremely understandable. So right on. Um, yeah. Number 10. So I have Demarcus Lawrence. It's time! It's time! It's beta time! I know what everyone's thinking. What a down year he had last season. I agree. I agree. A couple of things, though, that, you know, I took into consideration and, and felt obligated to have him at the end here at number 10, you know, going, going into 2019, um, he had shoulder surgery, I believe in the preseason. So pretty much played the entire season fresh off of shoulder surgery. Um, and, and another thing that I seem to notice actually watching the games, it seemed as if defenses focused more so on taking care of him, whether it was double teams, you know, um, just the run scheme that the team was, was, you know, using as their game plan, what have you. Um, and it seemed like that was the reason Robert Quinn had the year that he had. Um, but I'm thinking that now that, you know, he's a year removed from the shoulder surgery, I'm a believer that he's going to be back to producing uh, what he did back in both 2018 and 2017 when he was just beasting out there. So had to include him there in that last spot at number 10, Demarcus Lawrence. Can't hate on that pick. Uh, I love to hate on the Cowboys. That's one of my... Uh... Kiss my ass, you rotten... <laughs> if you're not a fan, then you probably do as well. So it's all good, though. So I have him at number 12. So, I mean, even me hating on the Cowboys, I mean, he's still hovering. He's still an honorable mention. I just feel like he, he just gets that, he gets that attention from the defense, and that's not going to stop. I mean, he is one of the best edge rushers. I, I remember watching a lot of games last year where he's, you know, a foot 
within arm's reach as the QB gets rid of the ball, you know, for some dump off or something. And he's going to have to win those 50-50 battles because it seems like he was so close to like a lot of sacks, but just came up short like a lot and just ended up not really whiffing on stuff, but, you know, getting those QB knockdowns and things like that that don't count for fantasy. What do you think, Dustin? What are your thoughts on DeMarcus? You know, uh, that's another real uh, talented defense, um, especially when you look at the linebacking core. Um, I think he, you know, like, like Alex said, he's got to, he definitely is going to have to capitalize on some of those, those big plays that he just missed out on. Um, I have him closer to 15 in my rankings, um, you know, still up there, but, uh, with, uh, we'll see how Van Der Esch does. There's some other pieces that if, if that defense stays healthy, you know, maybe they can't just focus in on Lawrence. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of see how it plays out, but you know, he, he's a little bit further down. I guess I'm the lowest out of the three of us here. And that's very fair. Um, very, very fair. Again, I'm just looking at it as, you know, he had a down season, but I had to take that, that preseason surgery into consideration. You know, that's tough to just come fresh off of surgery and, and play through the season. So I, I can't imagine that he was at 100%. Um, I'm hoping, you know, now that he's had plenty of time to get back to, you know, 100% health, I'm thinking that kind of what you mentioned, Alex, all those real close plays where he was just missing things, I, I think he's going to capitalize on those going into this season. Um, but great points made by each of you, so I definitely respect that. We shall see. So let me get into number nine. So I got Chase Young here. I have voices in my head. They count for me. I don't know if you guys even have them on the top 10. I mean, I was going back and forth. Originally, I had um, Cam Jordan on there at number 10 and kind of switched it up a little bit. And Chase Young's just such a great prospect that I, I don't know how he doesn't come in and prove to be a top 10 dynasty guy. Like he's not going to be top 10 redraft. If he shows any kind of signs of life, you know, like he was showing in college at the pro level. I mean, I think year two, year three, he's probably going to be, you know, top three guy. And I don't see him stopping either. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of stayed away from rookies. Um, not that there was really any other rookie that could have been in consideration here. I don't think, but for me, yeah, this time next year, I have no doubt he'll be, on everybody's list, uh, including mine. Uh, for me, though, I just kind of wanted to, I guess, focus on guys who have already proven something, have already done something. I do love Chase Young, though, one, one of the best pass rushing, pass rushing prospects to come out in a long, long time. Uh, I fully expect him to be, I don't know, maybe even top eight next year, maybe top seven, but for sure, moving forward, he's going to be a, a force on, on dynasty rosters. Good points. Good points. Um, I'll just leave it at this. I have them in the top 10. I'm sure people will be surprised when they find out where I have them, but we'll get to that. My number nine, I have Cam Jordan. You know, again, it, I was teetering back and forth about him and Demarcus Lawrence and a few others, but, you know, age aside, just 
the consistent production, you know, yeah, that the age is concerning. I mean, dynasty wise, and it could really come down to whether or not you're a win now or in that rebuilding stage, you know, but just as far as rankings are concerned, I just felt that based on the, the consistent production that he belonged. So I had him at number nine. Can't argue. I mean, me and Dustin were talking about how if you get someone young and then pair them up with the Cam Jordan, you know, if you start in two D linemen, I mean, you're setting yourself up nice for now and for the future. For sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're able to snag Cam Jordan in the startup and you do a, a rookie draft later and you're able to get Chase Young, you've just uh, you've probably just set yourself up real nice on the on the D line. So you know, no arguments for me. My number nine guy was a little bit different than who we've talked about and won't spend a ton of time on him, but Josh Allen. We are the nation of domination. Only 23. The most concerning thing is just the snap share. Uh, but I feel like that's going to go up because they sent Campbell off to, to Baltimore. Um, yep. So he's only going to see, you know, more, more opportunity. So I feel pretty confident putting him in, um, uh, putting in my number nine spot there. I'm, I'm thinking he gets probably somewhere around 50 tackles, uh, maybe maybe even closer to 60 with the increased snaps. We'll see how much he gets. Um, and then, you know, last year I think he had 10 and a half sacks. So if he sniffs that territory again, I, I, you know, that what's not to like there? Well, let me jump into my number eight because that's who I have at number eight. Perfect. <laughs> so we're on the same page there. Definitely a top 10 guy being 23, shipping Calais Campbell off. I mean, his snap share should go up. And I think that's the only reason he didn't, you know, put up more tackles, more sacks. I, I can't even imagine him getting, you know, 20% more snap share than he did last year, 15% more, putting up four or five more sacks, you know. I mean, you can easily yeah. do that. Right on. Um, likewise, I have Josh Allen ranked number eight as well. Lots of upside here. You know, I almost wanted to, to have him ranked higher I think the biggest concern for me is just seeing how this season plays out, you know, with, with all the, those key pieces that the Jaguars have, you know, either moved in, in Clayus Campbell or, you know, the potential holdout of, gosh, I don't even know how to pronounce his name, Yannick. Ngakwe. What have you. There you go. Um, it just seems like he's not going to have those key players around him that create more opportunity for him, which he did last season. Um, you know, but we'll see what he does this season. And, you know, he, he could skyrocket up the rankings. He could potentially drop. I, I think for me, though, it, he belongs on the list. But a lot's going to, you know, a lot's going to be said about what he does this season for me. Yep, a lot of narratives around their defense, and I'd probably have them a little bit higher, too. I mean, losing Campbell, that's kind of big for them. I mean, Campbell was taking a bunch of pressure off of him, and, um, yeah, the Ngakwe narrative, I mean, we just don't know what's going to happen. Exactly. Yeah, they don't seem to like each other, though. Yeah. <laughs> you know, on my number eight, I've got Max Crosby. You think you know me, you think you think you know me.
you got if he made your top tens. But uh, he has real similar stats to um, the guy we were just talking about, uh, Josh Allen. He had uh, 47 tackles last year, 10 sacks, um, four forced fumbles. So I just expect him to kind of take a step forward. Uh, last year, I believe he also dealt with an injury for a little bit of the year. So, you know, hopefully he stays healthy and just continues motoring along. So for me, he, he slotted into that number eight slot for me. He is in my top ten. He's my number seven. So <laughs> There you go, man. <laughs> 22 years old. I, I mean, you can't, you can't say anything bad about his production, putting up double-digit sacks. I mean, I don't know. The Raiders aren't going to change their defensive scheme, and they're still kind of a ground-and-pound team. And I don't see anything changing for him except maybe getting more snaps. Yep. Yeah, um, I'll admit – I did not include him in my top 10, but with that being said, he was certainly in consideration. Um, just the more I thought through it, I just had him just on the outside of the top 10, but I, I don't blame anybody for ranking him there. I'm not a fan of the Raiders or their defense. Uh, I, I'm mad that Corey Littleton went there because I, I just hope they don't waste his potential. It just seems like anytime they've had a middle – I don't know, Rolando McClain, that was like the last decent like middle linebacker that I remember them having. That was like 10 years ago. Yeah, and that's an interesting dynamic for, for me too to, to pay attention to with um, Littleton and Kwiatkowski. Um, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out in terms of, you know, how they gel together and, and how, I guess, who, who's the dominant one out of, the, out of that pair, you know? So who do you have at seven? So... Just to preface, probably going to catch some smoke here. My number seven, Aaron Donald. And it's strictly just due to age, everyone. I mean, he's a monster. And again, I just had to really think through this and remind myself this is dynasty. I mean, he hasn't shown any signs of slowing down. I'll be the first to acknowledge that, you know, and as far as in real life, he's probably number one in my opinion, but dynasty fantasy football, that's where I have him. Nothing production wise, just strictly on the fact that where he's at in his age, 29. So not, you know, he's not, you know, at the point where he's just completely going to fall off a cliff, but looking long-term, um, everyone I have above him is at least three years, if not more years younger. Understandable. He's on all of our top tens. We all have him in different places, so we don't even have to spend any time on him right now. We could just jump into Dustin's uh, number seven. And we've already talked about my number seven, uh, DeForest Buckner. Nice. Um, yeah, so, you know, he, he might be a little bit higher for me again if he wasn't uh, switching teams, but I, I think, you know, he at least keeps the same amount of fantasy production that he had last year. He's a beast. Um, that Colts, Colts defense is talented. DeForest Buckner's my guy there. They gave up a first rounder for him. You know, he's going to be a huge part of their defense. And oh, yeah. Niners didn't want to give him up either. Good points, though, as far as why you put him there. Um, as I mentioned, he's on my list. We just haven't gotten there yet. So <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll talk more on him here shortly. So my sixth, I got Sam Hubbard. <sighs>
super solid. I mean, I think he was like right around like number nine or 10 last season. I mean, 25 years old. Cincinnati's not going anywhere. They're going to be bad for a long time and people are going to be throwing on them and he's always going to have opportunities for tackles and sacks. And you want those guys that are on the teams with the really bad offenses. That's a good point. And he was another one similar to Crosby where I, I definitely had him in consideration. I left him off the list, which the more I think about it may have been a mistake, but you know, just staying true to how I felt about everything based on everything I looked through when I came up with my rankings. He was just outside for me, but I mean, just looking at the production and exactly what you mentioned, the fact that, I mean, although they have weapons, I think it's safe to say the Bengals are still in that rebuild mode, for lack of a better term. Um, so he'll certainly have ample opportunity to produce again. Yeah, and uh, I actually agree with you 100% here, Alex, because I have Hubbard uh, in my sixth slot as well. Uh, he's one of my favorite targets um, when when drafting D linemen. Um, I, I love the way that he he gets a lot of tackles. So you know, last year he finished with 76 tackles, but also eight and a half sacks. So that combination on the D line isn't something that you know a ton of players can do. This was only his second year. Even in his first year, he had six sacks. So I don't think the eight and a half was any type of fluke or anything like that. I expect him to to be looking at these type of numbers moving forward, really. And like you said, th- their offense isn't good. So he's going to be on the field a lot. It's important. I mean, it's funny that the Bengals, the Browns, I mean, you, you want guys on their, on their defense because their offense is just year in, year out, shitty and – if your defense is on the field more than your offense, you're just going to get more opportunities. So who do you have at number six, Patrick? Ah, all right. Here we go. Number six, I got Chase Young. Yep. I'm rolling the dice. I'm a gambler. I play to win. Hasn't played a single down of professional football, obviously, but just watching the guy in college and just – you know, hearing everything that these quote-unquote experts say about him. Um, I mean, he, he just looks like someone that's going to come in and, and just make a seamless transition more or less and just produce from the jump, um, especially with the rest of the talent that they have there in uh, Washington on that defensive line. Um, you know, probably the highest – ranking you know if you got them higher let us know in the comments i'd love to hear about that but again i'm a gambler i play to win and i just felt that the upside is that massive and the fact that he's 21 years old you know aside from josh allen you know he's what at least seven years younger than everyone else i've mentioned in my list so far I mean, you're talking about his raw skills and then matched up with what they say his, his technique is just like well beyond like any college player. I mean, even without a bunch of training camps, I mean, the offensive linemen, I mean, if there's young offensive linemen, they're going to struggle. And, you know, the landing spot's pretty nice too. Washington, um, you know, it's not a bunch of slouches on their, on their D-line. All right. So number five, I got Miles Garrett. 
So even though he's going to be missing like half the season, you know, he's just, he's one of those guys. He was Chase Young before Chase Young, just top prospect, does everything the right way, um, especially swing a helmet at Rudolph's head. You know, it doesn't even matter him missing, you know, whatever half the season. I don't even know if they've even clarified how much he's going to miss. So redraft, I'm for sure fading him, but for dynasty, he's not going to be good this year, maybe just the first half of the season, but outside of that, he's going to be money in the bank. Yeah, I've heard a lot of different things as far as his potential suspension is concerned, but well said. Um, He's on my list. Haven't quite gotten into him yet, but... um, yeah, I mean, I agree. Even if he does miss time, when, when we're talking about dynasty, you know, I'm not going to let a suspension going into one season, you know, really impact how I view a guy, dynasty-wise at least. Um, and, I mean, when he's on the field, the guy's just a monster. So, Yeah. Um, I actually had Garrett at four. Um, so, you know, I have him a little bit higher than, than you do, Alex. Uh, he was on – he had a sack a game last year, um, you know, before he had to <laughs> quit playing. Um, so, you know, I fully, I fully can see, you know, 50, 55 maybe tackles on the high end, uh, but, you know, something like 13 to 16 sacks maybe um, as, as a high end, as a ceiling for him. So that, that's kind of why I've got him at four. My five, we've already talked about Aaron Donald. Um, he's five for me. 100% is the best D lineman in the game of real football. But because of the double teams, the triple teams, and him being 29, that's why I've got him down at, uh, at number five. But, yeah, Garrett's my four. I love Garrett. Um, I, I can't find anything. Just trying real quick to look at um, what kind of games he's going to miss. Uh, according to what I'm looking at, it says he's already – missed six games so that might you know he, he might not oh, wow. have to miss too many more um because they're referring to it as, as his part of his suspension so yeah uh, maybe maybe if he only misses like two games this upcoming season or something like that he, he might still be pretty viable for redraft too we'll see and i kind of even ranked him at five based on him missing half of a season because I, I mean I don't know. Everybody saw the video. It was so huge last year. Maybe now with all this COVID stuff, maybe that takes a back seat to everything yeah. going on. Yeah, great points. Um, I, I had Miles Garrett number four as well, so I'll just go ahead and throw that out there, and I don't think much else needs to be said about him. Um, but my number five, is where that's where I have DeForest Buckner. Um, I'm just a, a huge fan of the talent. I feel that going into this season, you know, he's like really entering those prime years and just looking at the production that he's had year after year so far in, in the in the league and, uh, you know, what the Colts gave up to acquire him. You know, I just expect them to, to scheme the defense, you know, around both him and, of course, Darius Leonard. Um you know, age 26, right in those prime years, I expect the production to stay what it was, if not take a jump, but we'll see. 
And I'd probably have him a little bit higher if I knew exactly how they were going to use him. I keep hearing rumors that they're going to have him line up outside and inside. So if he's lining up, you know, as an edge rusher sometimes too, I think that increases his value. All right, we'll get into my number four, Nick Bosa. The younger brother of the two. I mean, anywhere in the top five, I mean, you're, you're a stud no matter what. Uh, you know, next year, he may be number one. I mean, he's only 22 years old right now, so he's young. I mean, if you saw him play last year, you know that he's one of the best out there. And him and Joey, they're, they're definitely uh, a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, Nick Bosa is in my top three. He is he's actually my number three. Um you know, finished the season last year with almost 50 tackles and 10 sacks as a rookie. You can only expect that. I mean, I just expect both of those numbers to probably increase next year. Maybe not astronomically, but I expect them to be a little bit better, just him to get better, to be more acclimated to being a pro. And like you said, if he's going up against uh, any type of rookie offensive lineman, watch out. Yeah, um, great points. He's on my list. But, yeah, I mean, just seeing what he did as a rookie and then, again, from a dynasty standpoint, the fact that he's 22, ooh-wee. You know, for me, the combination of each of those, he's up there for me. I'll just say that. Well, so who do you have at number three, Patrick? Number three, I have his brother, Joey Bosa. close between the two honestly um i put nick down for my number two just just based on the fact that he's a couple years younger and that was really it um you know but you can't go wrong with either one of these bosa brothers let's be clear i mean joey same thing just came into the league was a beast i think he may have had one season that was a little down just uh some sort of injury i don't recall specifically um but, yeah, these Bosa brothers, you know, when I think of them, I think of Bash brothers. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, they got many, many elite years of IDP production, you know, moving forward. Joey Bosa, um, you know, it's probably pretty clear how, how my top three are shaping up at this point. Um, but he's, you know, for, for me, he's two. I just talked about Nick, but for Joey, I got him ahead just because, you know, he's he's got two seasons with 70 tackles and and uh, 11 or more sacks already. Um, you know, technically one season was 67 tackles, but I'll cut him some slack on that. Uh, it's almost as good as 70. So, you know, for me, that's that that's enough. That's what does it right. Like I talked about it with with Hubbard for a D lineman to get that many tackles. Plus, you're looking at, you know, 10 plus sacks a season. Solid. Can't go wrong with that. Well, let me knock out my third and two right yeah. now. 
Because number three, I got Donald. So I'm just a little bit higher on him than you guys. The age, I get. The only reason it doesn't concern me is because of how much better he is than the second best, you know, lineman out there. And yeah, we're talking NFL, but they're going to get him some help. I mean, when he had Sue on the line, I mean, what do you have, like 19 sacks or something ridiculous? Yeah. Like, they're going to get him some help before he's all done. I, I I hope that I'm that com- I, I'm not confident because they need to, just because you see how how much he balled when he wasn't getting triple teamed, you know, and he may get it a little bit this year, but we'll, we'll see. I think he's still going to put up production for easily five more years. Okay, I hope you're right, man, because I, I love the guy. You know, um, just you know, seeing little video clips of some of the workouts that he does. I mean. It's in the word. Yep. And then, so my number two, right up there with you guys, Joey Bosa. Um, I, I usually fade the Chargers. I'm an ex-Charger fan. When they left San Diego, I kind of abandoned them too. He should be number one. If he, if, if health wasn't an issue with him, you know, and I know it was really just his first season where he missed a lot of time. I don't know what it is about the Chargers and just their their health and fitness, you know, department of their team, but they uh, they struggle with staying healthy. At least uh, it's not been as bad as Washington Redskins. I'll say that much. <laughs> but uh, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, great points. Um, yeah, um, I already confessed my love for Joey Bosa, so I won't say too much more on it. The, the, those two guys are are going to be a force to be reckoned with for, for years to come. And and I'll kind of leave it at that, the, both Joey and Nick. But, you know, Joey already, more so than Nick, has been tearing it up. So I, I see no reason why he's going to stop now other than some sort of injury. 25 years old and got a lot of years in the tank. Mm-hmm. Donald up there in my top, uh, you know, as number three, we pretty much have the same consensus, top three. And then you guys mentioned Hunter, so I'm assuming he's number one for you guys like he is for me. Your ass better call somebody. Oh, hell yeah. Yep. Yeah, just, just, just had to, you know, and I'll admit, you know, I, I didn't know a whole lot about the guy other than what I saw his stats were, but couldn't find any reason not to put him at number one, just based on what he's done each year thus far in his career. So, I mean, that was, I looked and looked and looked for a reason not to have him there and couldn't find anything. So, yeah, I mean, especially the last two seasons, uh, 70 tackles, 14 and a half sacks, 71 tackles, 14 and a half sacks. Talk about consistency, Um, throw some forced fumbles and some fumble recoveries in there and D line one. I'm not a diehard fan of the Vikings or anything, but just their nickname, the Purple People Eaters, and, like, when Randy Moss was there, they've always been a team that I always, like, liked, one of my dark horse, like, type teams, and he just seems like the prototypical D lineman for the Purple People Eaters, and they got so much strength up the middle and those linebackers, it just seems like if you watch the whole game, you probably get upset because he he looks like he's going to make a play, like, every single play, but he doesn't. But uh, always just makes a huge sack or a huge tackle, you know, when uh, in the fourth quarter, just, you know, game on the line, needing a big play. He just always seems to be that guy. 
Yeah, I mean, well said. You know, he makes huge plays, especially in clutch, clutch situations. And, and kind of like what you mentioned, you know, even times where he doesn't get anything, you know, as far as stats are concerned. I mean, this guy is always, always active and always around the ball carrier um, or quarterback for that matter. So he, he's always in the mix and, you know, whether he's the one that makes the tackle or forces the runner quarterback the other direction and his teammate gets the tackle. I mean, he's, he's just such an impactful player. I mean, what else can you ask for? And a three down player. Dude's got a real healthy snap yeah, share. So exactly. Yep. Big time motor. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, it was crazy. I mean, we had a couple people that we didn't agree on, but it seems like even the people we didn't agree on top 10 was all kind of in honorable mentions for us either way. The couple of people that got mentioned that I didn't have, I mean, they, they certainly got considered. I mean, again, we're just, we're just really getting nitpicky at that point. You know, I could do this again, you know, in a, a month from now and include them at, you know, We'll see what happens. You know, things change on a daily basis. Um, but, yeah, I think for the most part, we all agree on who's on that top ten radar. And even if I didn't have someone included, I mean, they were just on the cusp. So, And really, I, d I just don't think you can – in a dynasty startup, I don't think you can go wrong with any of these guys. If you just want to get one and, and – one up early and and i don't know man some of these guys tend to fall sometimes uh i, I feel like uh, unless you you got a league full of people who are used to playing idp hubbard falls sometimes uh i see crosby go fairly late so you know you might even be able to come away with a couple of these guys yeah and i mean if you're in a league where the guys aren't following idp that much i mean defense i mean a d line is a position you can easily fade because a lot of people don't track D-line. I mean, they, you know, the usual contenders people know about, top four, top five. But you get past the top five, it's going to be a bunch of people that nobody really knows. I mean, Josh Allen, like I'm, you ask 10, 10 fantasy people about Josh Allen, they're only going to talk about the quarterback. They're not even going to know Josh Allen on the Jaguars. <laughs> yeah, that that's a great point, and I agree 100%. Um, you know, I'm still fairly new to IDP, but that's something I've learned rather quickly as far as um, in the startup draft anyway is, you know, as long as you go in and, and do your research, you can, you can really wait on, on D linemen and, and still come away with some, some high profile guys. So I, I agree with that for sure. And if you're doing research, um, this is this video is coming out on Wednesday, and that's the draft guide for Fantasy Stock Exchange is already going to be up. So we got all my rankings in there for Dynasty, for redraft, um, offense, defense, I mean, everything. So made sure to give rankings all the way through the D-linemen three. I think I got up to at least the 30s in the D-linemen. Linebackers, I know I got into the 40s or so. DBs, same thing, went into the 40s. Um, this is the last dynasty uh, episode that we're doing. Everything now is just going to be redraft. Redraft yeah. season, baby. So for everyone out there, you know, maybe you have an upcoming um, draft and for whatever reason, you know, maybe it's just life or whatever. You're lazy. You haven't done your own research. Grab this, grab this draft guide. 
only work for you. I mean, why not? It's that easy. It's only 10 bucks. It's going to be a good value. Got rankings in there from five different people. I believe it might even be more at this point. Um, got the IDP rankings that aren't out there too much is IDP is going to be the new norm. I'm going to be one of those people to make sure that it gets that way. So don't be scared about getting into an IDP league. Just get some of our rankings, watch some of these videos. It's really not that hard. Just got to pay attention a little bit. Yep. I agree. I agree. If you're not doing IDP, what in the world are you doing? You can thank us later. Trust me on this one. <laughs> Definitely makes it more fun. So, you know, as usual, we're always going to say hashtag fuck team defense because we're trying to get that out of every league. I know Tyler hates me for getting rid of kickers in every league, but you shouldn't be playing with kickers. You shouldn't be playing with team defense. At least get into a league that has a couple IDP flex spots. It's just way more fun. Way more fun. Absolutely. 100% agree. I can only do one or the other. I'm, I, can, I can stomach kickers. I can stomach team defense. I can't do them both. Um, <laughs> so let's just get rid of all of them. Uh, it's just chaos anyway. There's no – you can't predict – you can't predict with accuracy what, what a kicker or a team defense is going to do. So let's just get rid of them. I agree. And, and it, you know, just thinking of it, you know, ideally man up at the IDP spots. You'll thank us later. Trust me. If not, get rid of team defense, get rid of kickers, add a couple flex spots. I mean, it's so much more fun. I mean, who gets excited about team defenses or kickers? I mean, it's just so hard to project. And I mean, you know, you could have what's considered a, a great kicker, but it all comes down to game script, you know, just the flow of the game, the score, the situation. There's too many other factors that play into it. Cause I mean, you could, you could have the number one kicker in fantasy and, by surprise, maybe they don't touch the field the entire game. You know, it's just one of those weird things. I, I'm just – I'm out on kickers, out on team defense as well. Why why, why do a whole team when, when you can actually break it down into the actual players that make up that team defense? I, someone tell me, please. Well, just to talk more shit about kickers, just because it's fun to do that, I think everybody is just stuck on that one season with Greg the Leg because, like – Everybody who had him won a championship and pretty much like said it was because of him, but he, he didn't have a season after that. I mean, he's, he's been nothing but average ever since that, at least for fantasy. People forget they shrunk the, the goalpost and they made it skinnier by like four feet or something like that. And, you know, there's a reason why DraftKings doesn't do that shit because no gambler in their right mind will fucking gambler on dumbass kickers. Truth. No. If, uh, if you're a fan of kickers, you may want to watch some soccer. You probably enjoy that a little more. Just, just my two cents. And I know Tyler's probably not watching this or didn't get to the end, but I know he fucking loves kickers. So, Tyler, you can fuck off with your dumbass kicker talk. Stupid kickers, man. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, kickers. Yeah, nothing else needs to be said, but yeah. part team defense, IDP, let's do it. Yep, I'm going to keep it rolling. So next week we're going to be coming with some redraft rankings. We're just keeping it rolling. We're going to get an IDP mock draft going. So maybe you um, you guys can join me for that. We'll go uh, – got to get some mock drafts going and get some IDP rolling with that. 
Yeah, man, that sounds great. I'm I'm down. Just let yeah. me know, and I'm in there. All right. Well, sounds good. So we'll say peace out to everybody. Go get it. Let's do it. See ya.